0: Has won 563 games as the Brewers manager, tying Phil Garner for the most in franchise history. Uh, Jesse, refresh my memory. When we last talked to Sophia, wasn't he? One win away from tying? Is that where we were? He was within two or three. There's no doubt about that. Eight-game losing streaks will do that to you. Mm. Uh, I wonder how many games, because she wins every game, uh, and so do we as viewers. I wonder how many games she has done Ooh. for Fox Sports, Wisconsin, and then
1: Bally. Let's guess quick. sports us guess Scott. quick. 1,200. Mm,
0: there's 162 in a season. Yeah, yeah over 1,000
1: it got to be over yeah. 1,000.
0: Ten 000. years, it's probably close to 1,500, 1,600. Yeah. 1,600. You guys, do you, under,
1: do you understand how guessing works? We do, yeah. Thanks.
0: Okay. Uh, joining us now yeah. to teach us about guessing uh, <laughs> and how not to stink on the radio, it is Sophia Minnert from the Milwaukee Brewers and Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Sophia, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning, guys. How's it going?
0: Uh, well, I have to be honest... Because I try to be that as often as I can. Uh, I think that part of this losing streak was in some way my fault. Mm. Because I had not watched a lot of games so far this season. And then I thought of my little sister, and I thought about Phil Garner, and I thought about Craig Council. I said, I'm going to tune in. And I tuned in the night that after, what, 39 consecutive scoreless appearances... I tuned in, and Josh Hader gave up a pair of home runs, and your club lost 3-2. to two. So I have not tuned in since. I'm not going to take the blame for subsequent losses, although maybe I got the ball rolling. Uh, what has it been like around the team, and how are you feeling about maybe kind of getting things reversed here? I know I know the streak is over, but you'd, you'd like to get things going in the positive direction here uh, for an extended period now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I do think, you know, you think about the timing. I think when we last spoke, it was um, from Chicago, and and they had just swept the double header, and and they were on a really challenging trip, and then, you know, this kind of really rough stretch of 10-11 games happened with the eight-game losing streak, and they're finally able to break out of that on Sunday, which you just, you knew it was coming, right? Like you knew that, um, you know, this team is too good. Um, And and honestly, I think it was surprising, you know, just considering how good the pitching has been, Um, you know, the offense goes up and down like it normally does. But I think you, like, it was, it was just surprising, I think, to all of us to see kind of how the stretch, you know, lasted as long as it did. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, to their credit, it was they they handled it really well you know i don't think they ever lost confidence i don't think they ever gave in um were they frustrated and all of that trying to figure it out like of course but i do think they you know just every day they showed up they were the same guys you know they they prepared the same way they you know they had a good attitude about it they they knew they were going to get out of it um and then, you know, kind of finally Sunday, it kind of just lined up of, like, uh, it was just like a kind of stereotypical Brewers win, right? Like, you get a good start from Jason Alexander at the bullpen, put up zeros, you had a lead, you were able to add on to that lead. Like, it was just, it was kind of what they needed, um, quite frankly, like how they like to script their game. So, yeah, I think it's it was it's good to put that behind you.
1: Yeah, Sophia, what... When you look at the struggles the last, you know, two weeks, what would you pinpoint it on? I know you could say it's cumulative and everything, but is there one thing that really has stood out to you why the Brewers have struggled over the last couple weeks?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, when we would talk to the players and Craig about it, it's like they just weren't executing well really in any area, right? Like, the pitching, you know, obviously they're they're dealing with a lot of injuries, and so no one's going to use that as an excuse. But the reality is, like, they have four relievers uh, that are on the I.L. You're missing two all-stars from the rotation. So what that does, right, is it's obviously testing your depth. Um, and they've had to bring up a lot of guys to help cover for those injuries. And then you're putting guys in roles that they haven't been in before um, or how you typically script, you know, your back end of game. It just wasn't working out that way um and obviously if you're falling behind on a nightly basis then that affects the decisions that craig makes of of who he can go to in the bullpen um and 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 frankly there were a couple short starts in there that were surprising as well you know like corbin burns said you know back-to-back you know short starts that weren't up to his standard um aaron ashby had a short start in there you know so it's like a couple things just sort of kind of came together at the wrong time, I guess, um, with some of those short starts, um, giving up leads early, you're falling behind, you're you're missing some really key arms. Um, You know, Willie, coming back from his injury, it took a little while for him to get going. I feel like he's kind of is starting to feel like himself again at the plate. Um, It was just kind of one of those things where, like Craig would say, like, we're just not good enough in any area across the board um you know to consistently win games so you know stretches like that happen um but again i think you know you you win sunday you have an off day yesterday and and now you've got a really fun series against the mets so we'll see we'll see kind of how they are able to respond this week now
1: no doubt is there when you start getting into streaks like this and i know when you're on winning streaks Guys get superstitious. They'll do crazy stuff as far as, well, you know, we believe that this happens. Is there anything, and I'm not saying like major league where you're, you know, doing all kinds of crazy things in order to find a way to win, but is there anything when you start getting to seven and eight games losing, guys want to win bad, is there anything have you seen that has happened or that guys will do to try to find a way to snap out of it?
2: Um, You know, it- not really, because I think like when you start to do that, um, you know, you don't, you don't want to give into it, right? Like, you don't want to um, kind of give into that of like, we need to drastically do something different, you know? I, I didn't, from what I saw from my time in the clubhouse and, and being around the dugout, I didn't sense that they were doing anything different. Um, I don't feel like their attitudes were really anything different. You know, there there wasn't any crazy major league type stuff. Um, But, I mean, it it, it is, you know, since you bring that up, like, we all knew, right, that, like, Craig has been so close to this milestone of of tying Bill Garner and and ultimately passing him. And so I've been working ahead and and talking to a lot of guys about, you know, Craig as a manager and, and all that kind of stuff. and. And it was, you know, Corbin Burns and, and Andrew McCutcheon were two that were, like, you know, in the middle of the losing streak. They were, like, maybe we shouldn't talk about this, you know, like, maybe, like, we, they all, we all know that this number has been looming for him. Um, and so they were, like, maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about this before it happens, you know. And uh, they were joking, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, think, I think they know that, like, it's better for everyone if you just kind of stay consistent in your lane of, like, how you've kind of always done things
0: talking with Sophia Minnert uh, during her fortnightly visits to Wilde and Tausch, and hopefully a fortnight from now, uh, she'll come back and we'll be talking about how the Brewers had won like 11 games in a row. Uh, you You never know when a bad dating relationship will come to help you understand oh, a baseball player's injury or issue, but lo and behold... That worked out for me. I know what Raynaud's syndrome is, because I had a girlfriend who had it. She had other issues that were much greater than the Raynaud's uh, issue, but that's another discussion for another day. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to hear more about this Raynaud situation.
0: I can tell you about that, right? It's a circulation issue to your fingers and your hands. Uh, when it was very cold outside, it made it very difficult for her. Uh, it was like almost like having arthritis. She couldn't grip things. Uh, how concerned are we about Brandon Woodruff, who, by all accounts, that's what's still holding him back, and hopefully he's back to being himself very soon. But this is something that goes away, I think. Mm-hmm. How concerned yeah. are the brewers about this, Sophia?
2: Um well, yeah, they don't they don't expect it to be serious. It's um you know, it, it is just a kind of really odd timing, um, that, you know, he suffers this ankle injury and, and he's on the I L and then this Reynolds syndrome pops up while he's on the I L. So the ankle is no longer a concern. Um, you know, he's rehabbed that and he's he feels good to go. He's been throwing now for probably at least a week um, but you know and, and he has taken some pretty good steps forward in terms of like he feels like the medication is working he's feeling better um, kind of every day is kind of a, a better day he's thrown off the mound now which is good um, but you know for him the concern is you know in his throwing program and in his bullpens it's only been fastball will change up because it's it's the three, you know, the the index, the middle and the ring finger that for him are most affected. And unfortunately for him, he he really needs the feel of those fingers for the off speed, for for the slider and the curveball. You know, he has to have, you know, the, the right grip and the, the feel and the pressure of those fingers in order to execute those pitches. Like you can't you cannot go out there um, without that. So that's And unfortunately, the frustrating part for him is he's never dealt with this. He doesn't know how long it's going to be before he's able to do that. You know, hopefully he's able to take, you know, some more steps forward and and be able to mix everything in, in those, in those bullpens to a point where he feels comfortable. And then he'll, he will probably need one um, minor league rehab assignment just with the time that he's now missed because of this, because of the setback, but You know, they're not not concerned that this is going to be, like, a serious kind of long-term issue for him.
0: All right, Sophia, I've got one more, and then Tausch has one more, and we'll let you get back to the more important parts of your day. Um, I am among the 17,700 or so Instagram followers that you have, which I I think, you know, I I, I thought that number would be higher when I looked it up, frankly. Um, But I saw... There are a few pictures in your feed that you are wearing a baseball hat. Are you a Mm -hmm. hat girl generally? And then I will explain why I ask in a moment.
2: I am, yes, absolutely. All right, so.
0: All right, good, perfect. Then you're the perfect person, because I, I actually have a two-pronged question for you. Uh, one is, I put this out there maybe last week on Twitter. I got I, I got a hat that I've been looking for all over the place. It's a University of Oregon... Uh, Stomp Out Cancer hat that they wore on the sideline of a game in 2017. I finally got one, and it's flat-brimmed, and I'm curving it because I'm old, and young people go (laughs) flat-brim, and I'm not young. And so I I was told that I was making the right decision, but now I'm looking at Brewers.com, and now I have a new white whale of a hat that I will be tracking down and trying to make sure I get june 25th is the halfway to christmas game are you familiar with this hat that you guys are giving away where it's like a combination brewers baseball hat and winter cap do you think you're you're going to be honest with me because that's what sisters do um do you think i can make that work do you think that i can look good in this hat
2: um yeah tell I the truth work i tell I, the have truth. Not, oh, I haven't seen the hat in person yet i i want to see it in person so that i can like see it on some people um but i feel like if you are if you really want to wear the hat just go for it
0: okay do you know anybody that if i don't make to, make it to the june 25th game mm-hmm. that maybe i could uh get it from i
2: will secure one for you yes God,
0: i didn't even have as to a really friend ask. as
2: a friend of the program
0: wow
1: <laughs> Oh man. I, I, did she have any choice but to say yes there, by the way? Because <laughs> yeah, you so kinda put of her say. on the spot. Uh, she she might say yes and not actually get you a hat, but I Fair. feel like Sophia follows through on stuff when you actually ask her to do something. That's nice uh, to have somebody Sophia who will, does that. Yeah, amen. I, I uh, try. Before we let before we let you go, Jason Alexander, how many Seinfeld references and or quotes does he get in your locker room?
2: You know what, I feel like it's honestly been more on Twitter, I feel like, than anything from any of his teammates or coaches or anything. Um, I mean, I am sure every day of his life he gets some sort of reference, Um, Mm -hmm. but I feel like all of the fans on Twitter have honestly enjoyed it even more um, with just all of the, you know, when, when it was announced that he was coming up uh at Wrigley on the road trip for his debut I think you know every time he takes the mound now it's it's all kinds of George Costanza quotes and <laughs> gifts and memes and and um but you know when he made the start at home it was the Seinfeld song I mean it's just you know I I get it um but yeah I do think the fans are really loving it I don't know how much he loves it but I think the fans are really loving it.
1: Do you have a favorite Costanzanism? Like Master of Your Domain mm. or It's Not a Lie If You Believe It
2: <laughs> I Yeah, I've definitely seen Master of Your Domain for uh for Jason. Um God, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one though. Um I mean, Summer of George is always kinda of fun too. I, I do like that one. Um, I'm trying to think, I do, I love the Festivus episode and I'm trying to think if, if any of those are from George.
1: Mm, Um, Serenity now that was everybody.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, Sophia,
2: it's, it's a good show.
0: All I can tell you is that when it comes to this show, you are our delicate genius, and we are thankful that you're part of it. Uh, Thanks for making time for us, as you always do. We will talk to you in two weeks uh, once there's a big winning streak, uh, and we'll have all kinds of fun. And I can't wait to get my hat, so thanks a lot for committing to that. (laughs)
2: No problem. I will just need a reminder for June
0: 25th. All right, I'll send them on the 22nd, 23rd, (laughs) 24th, and 25th. Thanks, Sophia. You're the best.
2: (laughs) Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
0: That is our friend Sophia Minert from Valley Sports Wisconsin. More Wildy and Touch, straight ahead, stick around. You're listening to Wildy and Touch on 945 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin on Demand wherever you get your podcast. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you.